Welcome to Faith Boosters. Get your notebook and pen ready. Get your attitude ready and your heart ready. Sit back and let's learn together. All right, let's pray. Would you join me and we just pray this evening as we get into the yummy word that God has for us. Heavenly Father, I thank you because the entrance of your word brings light and gives understanding to the simple. Lord, I thank you for the things that you've been teaching me and I know that you teach us that we may be able to teach others. Lord, and, and I thank you that even me, I'm going to learn, even as I teach this evening, Father, I thank you that I'm going to be learning from your Holy Spirit who are, and, uh, unveils all truth to us. So I thank you. I pray for every person who has taken time to tune in to hear your word today or whenever else they are able to watch this, Lord. May your word turn on the lights for them. May today be a day of just reminding us or even revealing to us new things as we hear your word, which is life in Jesus' name amen all right guys i have a good word on my heart i have like three things i wanted to teach but i think the holy spirit and i have agreed on one thing to start with the others will come with time um and 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 so the, the word on my heart today i usually you know me i don't have titles so i'm not even going to lie to you you will give it a title um when 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 you after 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 or during the teaching about uh, that we are going to be doing but the thing that has been on my heart for a few days now, I'm even looking at my notebook to make sure that I get into it. Last week, we talked about uh, the power of our heart and our mouth and the fact that many of us concentrate on maybe only the tongue, not realizing that the tongue only gives us um, what is in the heart. That, that the heart is the place where we store the word and then it starts to come out of our mouth. Now, for me, for the longest time, I've, I, when I've been talking to God, you know, I've had him tell me, store up the word, store up the word. And I'm like, yes, I'm storing up the word, but God, ah, help me with my tongue. You know, you, my gift is in my words, but also my biggest uh, struggle has been with my words and the things that I say. And I think I'm very sensitive to the words that I say because I know that they are powerful. And so... We talked about the fact that you have your mouth can only give you what you've put in your heart. The ground, the ground of 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 of, of life is is the heart. And and the major scripture we focused on was Proverbs chapter four verse twenty three that talked about how above all else guard your heart, protect your heart, fiercely watch over your heart. Why? That's where life flows from, or it 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 directs the course of your life. Is what New Living Translation told us that basically you can't just let nonsense get into your heart and then expect life to come out of your mouth which is the creative tool that the mouth creates but the mouth only creates with what we've put into it so yet last week we concentrated on really what are you allowing into your heart into the store of your life because if you want to bake i talked about baking because lately i've been baking that if you want to bake something your ingredients in the store will determine what you can bake that if i want to bake a chocolate cake recently I wanted to make make a cheesecake but i had no the main thing which is make for making cheesecake which is uh what is it called this thing the cheese thing i didn't have it so i had to find time the next day to go buy it to be to be able to get cream cheese to be able to make the cheesecake so sometimes we want to produce in our lives divine health we want to produce divine wealth we want to produce great relationships we want patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control but what is in the store of the heart uh is i don't know what movies are on vogue right now but i remember a time i used to watch series you know and me i had to stop because they were affecting me you know if olivia pope who was my main that that's the one which i struggled with watching that series you start to act like the things that you're letting into your heart recently my daughter who is two years old was introduced to peppa pig just this week um she was introduced to peppa pig 
I know some of you are like, what? She didn't know Peppa Pig. No, she didn't. And so she was introduced to Peppa Pig. She always loves her vegetables. But yesterday, when we sat at the table, she said, I don't like vegetables because apparently one of the pigs in Peppa Pig doesn't like vegetables. And she looks up to the pig. And I said to myself, think, is this a two-year-old? In one week, she has been affected by the things she has been letting into her little heart. Now she believes that eating vegetables is fake. And sometimes, you know, we don't even know that the things that we are producing are because of, I don't know what it is that you're watching go allowing into your heart. But my two-year-old decided that now vegetables are uncool because her friend in Peppa Pig does not eat vegetables, you know. And she even started acting like them and talking like them. And that's for me an example of what can happen when we don't protect our hearts. So I, I'm banning Peppa Pig from this house, man, because... I think that's why God over and over told us like our children, we should teach them the word and declare it to them over and over and over because it directs the course of their lives. They find that they start making decisions based on what is in the storehouse of their hearts. But now, today I want us to say, what, to talk about the, the point of storing up the seed in our hearts is to use it. Because I want you to paint a picture, to think of a person who has seeds in their house, okay? They have this garden, it has been prepared, what? But there are no seeds in the ground, but they have, they have sacks of seeds in the house. Those seeds cannot bring forth fruit if we don't put them in the ground. If we don't put them in, out there and start sowing them in the ground. Now remember, the ground of our lives is the heart, but then we have to sow back in a sense. It's like you have to sow into the spirit realm seeds that you've sowed in your heart. Sow them into the spirit, then they come back. They come back. And one of the biggest ways to sow seeds, which is really the sower sows the word, is you open your mouth and start to declare and agree with heaven. And today that's what I want us to talk about. I want us to talk about agreeing with heaven, whatever you want to call it, or, or creating uh, or creating reality you know, or creating with the, in the spirit realm. Because remember that what is in the spirit is more real. The things that are visible are created with things that are invisible. Words are invisible, but they create and they affect us. And so today I want to talk about the power of our words, but really agreeing with heaven, the power of agreeing with heaven, the power of using the thing in your storehouse. Because some of you are like me. For the longest time I read the Bible, I know scripture. I've read through my Bible over and over. But I would speak things that are inconsistent with the word of God. So I've had results that sometimes I'm in victory. Other times I'm not in victory because I keep planting weeds and planting divine seed at the same time and they grow together. So I find that I've struggled with consistent victory in my life. And I believe that one of the reasons why, which is the thing I'm studying right now, is that my words and how I'm using my tongue to create or to, or to destroy. Because the power of the tongue is that it can create or it can destroy. That if I put seeds in the ground and they are bad seeds, they can kill. Uh, I, I can eat the fruit of those seeds. If I planted poisonous plants and I did not know and I ate the fruit, it would kill me. You see, so the mouth allows us to create. You have to remember that we are made in the image of God. And God created the worlds with the word. That in the beginning, the, the word was present, but it hadn't been released in the, from the mouth of God for him to create what he wanted to see. The things were in his heart, in the heart of God, but he needed to release them. The Holy Spirit was hovering, waiting for the word of God to be released. And right now in all our lives, the Holy Spirit is hovering. The angelic cost is hovering, waiting for a command from the children of God, waiting for the children of God to command in our households what must happen, in our families what must happen, 
in our lineage what must happen and i'm going to talk about what happens when the contrary happens how do we respond because i used to think of it as positive speech no my friend we're not doing positive speech you see the word of god is a living thing it is living in john 6 63 it says that it is the spirit who gives life the pro that the, the, the flesh profits nothing the words that i speak to you they are spirit and they are life the words of god are not just words they are spirit and they are life they create when you plant them in the spirit realm they bring back a harvest they bring back a harvest some of the things take a little longer and some of them take a shorter time but they bring forth a harvest so today we are, we are talking about agreeing with heaven or using your mouth to create your reality and i want to tell you that this is not just some psychological nice thing this is a spiritual thing but you see the problem is sometimes we are too clever we the wisdom of this world has blinded us from the powerful tools that we have in the kingdom of god how i pray that today your heart is going to open up to the power to the truth that your words determine your destiny for real for real god showed us from the beginning every time he created something he spoke into it he told them be fruitful multiply even the animals everything everything he created he spoke into it he spoke into it for real imagine even jesus to be manifest in that flesh god depended on human beings to speak i want to tell you something you have authority over your life you have authority over your life you have authority to determine what is going to happen yes god has good plans for you and yet he cannot just override you you he, if you keep speaking death life cannot continuously manifest you must get to a point where you and i agree with heaven he has given us the power to create and to destroy the power to build up and to destroy the power to unplant and the power to plant we have the power it is in our mouth I, the, your mouth is so powerful it determines the course of your life because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The heart stores up, the mouth releases and creates. So you, I know you've been storing up word, but for what? To be able to create reality. To be able to create. I want you to think about your life. There are areas in your life where you've consistently struggled. Now think about the things you've been saying consistently. Consistently. And let me get into it. I want to, there are two texts I'm going to go into. May God help us to be able to read both of them. The first one is Ezekiel chapter 37. Ezekiel chapter 37. I have my beautiful Bible here with me. I have so many beautiful Bibles. This is the one I have today. My beautiful Bible. Uh, in the book of Ezekiel chapter 37. I'll start from verse 1. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around and behold, there were very many in the open valley and indeed they were very dry. Do you realize what is he's painting a picture? God brings Ezekiel into a valley in the spirit and he shows him dry bones and then he says, now look a little closer Ezekiel, these bones are very dry now there are some situations in your life that look like that right now like before the quarantine maybe you thought you're you're not doing too badly financially but when the when the president announced 21 extra days you are like the account is very dry uh my my eating habits are very bad maybe you thought you're not very lazy but it has exposed that i'm not very disciplined maybe you thought your children were not very good but now you're like they are very bad you know I, as in whatever it is maybe you thought your cooking skills were okay but right now you're like my cooking skills are very bad i thank god for restaurants maybe you thought your relationship with your your family was okay but right now you're like the relationship is very bad like god wants to bring you closer and help you see a situation because 
because until you recognize the negativity of it sometimes you're not able to actually do something about it and start to create reality so he brings you to a point where you recognize that the thing is not okay okay it's not that god wants you to pretend he's like things are very bad okay so that they were very dry and then interestingly god said to him son of man can these bones live and that's a question I believe God is posing to all of us over most of our lives right now. It's like, son of man, daughter of mine, can this marriage survive? Child of mine, can your finances get better? Child of mine, can these children be obedient? Can they be children of peace? Like he's saying, it, the ball is in your court because why wouldn't God just say, they are, just watch me, I am the Lord. Let me just wave a magic wand and everything is going to be okay. No, he asks a question. He says, in other words, if I came and asked you a question, what am I saying? Is that I'm saying that the ball is in your court, that it is up to you to determine what's going to happen next. God is not the one in charge of our lives. You know, people keep saying God is in control. He's in control, but the earth he has given to the children of men, he says, you will decree a matter and it will be established. That's what he says. He says that it is up to us to determine what the next part of our lives is. He, basically, what question is God asking you right now? He says to him, son of man, can these boy bonds live? And God is asking you today, can that situation turn around? Can that situation turn around? And so I answered and said, oh Lord, you know. And that's how most of us answer God. When he shows up and says, hey, can those finances get better? Hey, can that relationship be mended? Hey, can those children's lives be turned around? Hey, can that, can, can that habit be broken? We say, Lord, you know, God, you're in control. We bring him our tears. And he's like, no, 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 no. He says to him, again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. He says, this is the solution, Ezekiel. I am not the one in charge here. Son of man, you're in charge. The earth he has given to children of men. He says, have dominion over the earth. You, are, you and I have dominion. God doesn't have the dominion. That's why he uses us to dominate. If God doesn't have us on the earth, then he cannot dominate. That's why Jesus had to come as a man, die as a man, take the authority back as a man and give it back to us what we had lost. That we might be able to propagate the kingdom of God. So he's like, can these bonds live? And Ezekiel says, like many of us would say, Lord, you're in control. He says, no, 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 no. You prophesy. You're in control. I gave you the power that I had, the power which God has, which is the power to speak, which was what he has given us. No wonder he gave us words. When God wants to change a situation, he gives a word. He gives a word. He says, I've given you words that you may declare what I declare, that you may have the results that I have as God. So he says, you speak, prophesy, and say, oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord to these dry bones. God says, I'm not going to speak to the situation. I speak to it through you. Thus says the Lord. Go to these dry bones. Surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin, put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded and as I prophesied there was a noise and suddenly a rattling and the bones came together bone to bone. Some of you that's, a that's where you are right now. You start to speak and you see things and you start to say I have the joy of the Lord. I I am not a depressed person. I had to speak those things. I struggled with depression for so many years and I was not willing to now subject myself to medicine yet I have the medicine of God because it says that his word is health to all our flesh that the word of God brings 
joy. It brings gladness. It makes the soul glad. And so I had to start speaking to myself. I'm full of joy. Even there are times when I start feeling the depression coming. And I'm like, I'm full of joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I reject depression. I am a joyful person. And I'm starting to manifest more and more joy. And someone here is listening and saying, that sounds so simplistic. I'm telling you, the thing is that the power of the, of, of the tools of heaven and the things of the spirit is that they are so simple that we can even get to a point and feel like, no, there's got to be more. Let me tell you, if you put the word of God in your heart and release it out of your mouth consistently and refuse to keep switching between the, the things of God and the things which are not true, you're going to see consistent victory. And I'm telling you that these things happen. These things, these things are true. I have experienced them. I am not one of those people who is not okay to teach something that I have not practiced and seen the results. You, that is how it works, okay? He says to him, so after he has spoke to, spoken bone to bone, indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. Then guess what? And God said to me, prophesy to the breath. Maybe there are things which started to take shape in your life, but they've not completely taken shape. Prophesy to the breath. He's like, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, that says the Lord God, come forth from the four winds of breath and breathe on this slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded and breath came into them and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. It became an army. It became an army. Guys, in almost every area of your life where you're struggling, that is the area where God has gifted you to become an army for the kingdom of God. But the enemy knows it, and many of us don't even know the word of the Lord concerning that matter. Concerning that matter, maybe it's your finances, and you don't even know the principles of heaven, but you need to start declaring that God is your provider. You lack no good thing in your household. These are not difficult times. The economy of heaven is not shut down. Faith is not passive. I've been reading Deuteronomy. It's one of my favorite books in the Bible. And over and over, God says to the people of Israel that, look, I have given you the land. Now go in and possess it and fight for it. Let me tell you, ours is a fight of faith. It's a fight of seeing the reality, which is temporary, and then knowing the reality of heaven and decreeing the reality of heaven and refusing to let go of our confession until we see the thing that we know to be true show up for real in our lives. He keeps telling them, can you imagine God gave the promised land, but he says, I've given you the land. Now go in and start to possess it. There is a beginning of possession. God has given us joy. God has given us victory. God has given us divine health, divine wealth, great relationships, reconciliation. But we must go in and fight to possess it. How? Fight with your words. Fight with obedience. Obedience to the word of God. But fighting, the, it begins with speaking the word of God over the situation. There are people who are watching me right now. You've stopped adapt the word of god for so long but you keep speaking contrary things you have in your in your store you have the the ingredients to bake the cake but you're not baking the cake instead you're going to the neighbors and picking up stuff and making kabalagala when you can make i don't know something better than kabalagala but the thing is that you, the, putting the word in your heart is not enough you must sow it and you sow it. faith comes by hearing and hearing but the word of god but faith is released by speaking we believe and therefore we speak and you don't let go of your confession. You hold on to your confession. You prophesy into your life. Can you start typing for me some of the prophetic things that you're speaking into your life? One of the things that I have declared over myself is that I lack no good thing. Why? The Lord is my shepherd. If he supplies my needs according to his riches in glory, it's not according to what I have in my bank account. It's not according to anything else. I want to show you one story that I love in the Bible. 
That story is in the book of 2 Kings chapter 4. Oh, I love this story. And I know it's going to bless you. It's going to be our last story as we close. As you can tell, I'm very passionate about this thing because let me tell you. Yes, Solomon, I am a financial giant. Me too. Yes, peace, peace. The peace of the Lord guards my heart. Yes, 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 yes. 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 8 to 37. I'm not going to read the whole thing. But this story um, is about a woman. I'm going to read it so quickly and you're going to hear me and you're going to understand it now it happened one day that elisha went to shunem where there was a notable woman and she persuaded him to eat some food so it was as often as he passed by he would turn in there to eat some food and she said to her husband look now i know this is a holy man of god who passes by us regularly please let us make a small uh, you know room in, in the upper wall and let a bed for him there it is so elisha used to basically live at this woman's house now one day uh, Elisha was like, call the Shunammite woman. And when they had called her, she stood before him and he said to him, say now to her, look, you have been concerned for us or with all this care. What can I do for you? Do you want me to speak on your behalf to the king or to the commander of the army? And this woman says, um, I, I dwell among my own people. Um, so he said, what then is to be done for her? And Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, says, actually, she has no son and her husband is old. So Elisha calls in this woman and says, um, about this time next year, you will embrace a son. Now listen to this woman. She says, no, my Lord, man of God, don't lie to your maid servant. Like, look, eh? don't tell me things which are not going to come to pass. And, 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 and Elisha, Elisha created with his words, he just said, around this time next year, you will have a son. And, the, and this woman actually conceived, bore a son. And when the appointed time had come, of which Elisha had told her, that she gave birth to a son. Now listen. Yes, I love the confessions. I'm highly favored. I'm a warrior. I'm not a warrior. Yeah, I'm destined for greatness and I would live a long, healthy and prosperous life. Yes, I'm healed. I'm the healed of the Lord. I'm a disease-free zone. I'm born to be a blessing. I love this. I live in abundance for the Lord. God supplies all my needs. Yes, according to his riches in glory. I'm above and not beneath. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm loving these confessions. Now, I want you to first stick with me for like five more minutes. Listen. This woman gets a miracle child. And then the Bible says that in verse 21, no, in verse 18, the child grew and it happened one day that when he went out to his father, to the reapers, he said to his father, my head, my head. So he said to a servant, carry him to his mother. When they had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon and then he died. The miracle child died. The miracle child died. Some of you started businesses which were purely by God and you feel like they've died right now. Some of you, your marriage is looking dead right now. Some of you, it's your health that is looking dead right now. You got a bad report. What is it that looks dead right now? What is it that looks dead right now? I want you to see what this woman did when her son died. My goodness, I love this story so much. <laughs> when the boy died, she went up laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door and went out. Then she called to her husband and said, please send me one of the young men and one of the donkeys that I may run to the man of God and come back. So he said to her, why are you going to meet him today? It's neither the new moon nor the Sabbath. She said to him, listen to what she said. Listen to what this woman says to, the, to her husband. Because for some of us, you're like, you think you're sharing. You call it sharing or, 
what do we call it? Venting. This woman would have vented to her husband, but she knew the power of her words. This woman, her son is dead. She opens her mouth and her husband says, why are you going to meet the man of God? Her answer is, it is well. It is well. She released words into the prophetic realm that affected her result later on. Then she saddled the donkey and said to her servant, drive, go forward. Don't slacken the pace for me unless I tell you. So she departed and went to the man of God. And so it was when the man of God saw her from a distance, he sent Gehazi and says, look, the Shunammite woman, run and, and ask her, is all well with you? She says to Gehazi, it is well. He says, is it well with your husband? It is well. She does not release her until she reaches the man of God and says to him in verse 28, did I ask you for, did I ask my Lord for a son? Did I not say to you, don't deceive me? And so she says, Get yourself ready and take my stuff in your hand and be on your way. If you meet anyone, don't greet him. If anyone greets you, <laughs> you know, I like verse 27 because Elisha, the man of God who knew mysteries, who could see in the spirit, look what happens in verse 27. This is a revelation. I want you to, for Aminat right now, stop everything and listen to me. Verse 27. When she came to the man of God at the hill, she caught his feet. And Gehazi came to push her away, but the man of God says, let her alone for her soul is in deep distress and the Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me. Look, 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 look. Elisha, the, the prophet of the nations, could not see that the, the son of those, this woman was dead. Do you know why? Because she had locked it up in the spirit. He could not see that she was dead because she had not recognized, she had not acknowledged that the boy was dead. So in the spirit, there is no way Elisha could see that the boy was dead. How could he see that the boy was dead? The woman had declared it is well. She had not even told her own husband that the boy had died. She refused to acknowledge. She refused to receive. She refused to confess. And so even Elisha could not see in the prophetic. Because in the spirit, if he had seen that, she was, that the boy was dead in the spirit, it would be untrue. It would be dead. It would be going against the spiritual laws. Why? In the spirit, this woman had spoken and said, it is well. So you see, there is no way Elisha could see that the boy was dead because the woman had locked it in the spirit realm yes she had locked it up it it was it was locked in the spirit elisha could not see a man a prophetic man a prophet of a nations who used to see what would happen in the bedroom of kings could not see because the woman had locked it up in the spirit she had locked it up. She had said it is well. She did not even tell her own husband that the boy had died. She refused to tell Gehazi that the boy has, had died. So Elisha could not see in the, That shows you that in the spirit when you release your words, friends, they have an impact. Even the prophetic was locked up from Elisha. He could not see that the boy was dead because the mother of the boy who had the power over the fruit of the womb had declared it is well. It is well. Eventually, the, the prophet goes and raises this boy back to life because she refused to recognize anything contrary. This woman must have understood something you and I do not yet understand. That our words have power. Child of God, 
Philemon verse 6 declares and says that, that the effectiveness of your faith is manifested by acknowledging. You see the word acknowledge means to receive something. You receive something by acknowledging every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. You have to open your mouth and start acknowledging the things that God has done in your life. Even before you see them, the things that are invisible are creating the things that are visible. What are you acknowledging? Are you agreeing with heaven? Her declaration affected the report in the spirit Elisha could not see. The situation shifted in the spirit for she had acknowledged, she had not acknowledged death of her son. She was stuck with heaven's report until the situation aligned. My friends, my friends, some of you need to go home today and start declaring and not change until you see the reality of heaven show up in your home the reality of heaven show up in your finances the reality of heaven show up in your business maybe right now you're in debt you need to start declaring that you're out of debt yes it sounds like you're lying but you're not lying if you are lying then joel lied when he said let the weak say i am strong he, you're not lying the weak declare that they are strong Yes, the poor say that they are rich. It's not a deception. You are speaking the things which are not as if they are. Because you see, if you keep declaring what you see, you will have what you see. But if you can get the guts to declare what you do not yet see, you will start to manifest the things that you do not yet see. Because the life of faith is fighting to see, to, to decree until we see what we do not yet see. Yes, I refuse to believe anything contrary to the word of God in my life. Hallelujah. Yes, it is well. Start to declare. Only agree. If it is not of God, don't agree with it. Don't agree with it. The people write to me and say, oh, things are tight. Or in my finances, I'm like, child of God, you can't speak like that. You're tightening things in the spirit. Things are not tight. It's a temporary situation. Declare God is my provider. I have everything I need. Declare my children are taught of the Lord. Some of you have been hanging out with your children and they're like the valley of dry bones. Start declaring my children are obedient. My children are taught of the Lord. Great is the peace of my children. Oh, hallelujah. Come on. I just want you to take a moment right now and start to declare wherever you are pray in the spirit pray with understanding declare things in your life start undoing i've been undoing things that i have spoken in my life i've been undoing them and saying you are not true i am blessed i am blessed beyond the curse i am blessed my children are blessed my family is blessed we walk in the blessing we lack no good thing yes speak life ah, i want to continue but it is it is 5 40 and I have to be disciplined. You see, God is also on time, but it is well. So friends, I want to encourage you the rest of this week, speak life. Understand the power of your tongue, that you lock up in the spirit things. When you speak, you either release death in the spirit or you release life. You have power. Use it. Use it. Yes, Solomon, I love to cook. Yes, some of you need to start saying, I love the gym. Hey, I love my family. I love hanging out with my family. I enjoy the indoors. Stop saying how you hate quarantine. You're about to die. Come on. Use your mouth like this woman who we've read, read about in Second Kings to decree and agree with the report of heaven. God has placed you in families and that's a blessing. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you that everyone who has heard it today is not going to go back and start speaking death over their lives. May you give them the revelation, Lord, about this woman of Shunam, who, who understood, Father, that when she spoke in the spirit, even to her closest relation, her husband, Lord, she could not declare death. She understood that her words had power, that her words had the power to release life, and so she never misused them. May you teach us how to use her words well, that we may manifest the kingdom of God and know that they're not just mere words, but they are a creative tool that manifests in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Hi, welcome back from that. How was it? 
I hope you're inspired and all fired up and ready to take action. Remember, the magic is in the action. So do something this week with what you've had. Remember to subscribe to my channel, share with a friend, don't learn alone. And of course, I'll see you again next week with another Faith Booster. See you.